Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Yow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals. And let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Ann McDaniels, and welcome to another episode of SoCal Sweat. In this episode, I don't want this little old country gal to fool you. My guest, Amber Strauser, is a professional dancer who cheered for the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, performed all over the world, and finally landed on the Vegas stages as a real Las Vegas showgirl. Since her current show, Purple Rain, is postponed for COVID, she quickly pivoted to her fitness career. Not only is this red-hot spinstress a cycle instructor, but she is also a personal trainer who opened a gym in a garage called Red Hot Box Fitness. This clever vixen was not only fulfilling fantasies on the Vegas stage, but she now fulfills fitness fantasies in the Red Hot Box Gym. Now take that as you will, as Amber is a redhead. (laughs) I can't wait to introduce you to my dear friend and fellow NFL cheerleader alumni, Miss Amber Strouser. Well, today it is such a pleasure to introduce to you Amber Strouser of Red Hot Box Fitness, among so many other things. She is a real Vegas showgirl. And I'm talking a real Vegas showgirl. And she took this and parlayed her her showgirl just persona into a fitness company. And it's called Red Hot Box Fitness, which actually allows you to live out your fitness desires at Red Hot Box, which is her personal gym. Hello, Amber Strouser. Hi, Ann McDaniels. How are you today in Vegas? Is it super hot there? You know what? We, I think back in 1944, there were 66 days of triple digits and we had 41. And then we had a day where there were, it was 99 degrees. I think back on Tuesday, but now this whole weekend we're back in triple digits. So yes, it is hot. Very hot. Oh, that's horrible. I hope you have a pool. Somewhere. You know what? Not yet. That is in my future. Ideally, um, speaking of pool, I want to be able to offer for my clients, you know, training with me. And then you can go and just hang out at my pool slash jacuzzi slash wet deck. So you could just like come and hang out at Red Hot Box all damn day if you want. Slash cryogenic lab slash, slash sauna and a hot steam room. You, you'll have it all at the Red Hot Box Fitness. Exactly. Yeah. Desires. Yeah. I love that. Well, so Amber, um, Amber and I were actually NFL cheerleaders, not together. She was on the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, and I was, of course, on the Vikings, the much lesser of the brands. <laughs> Anyways, so please tell us about your, your amazing background in dance, which really got you started. 
Sure. So my mom enrolled me in dance at the age of five and I absolutely hated it. And she made me go back the second year and then I loved it. And thankfully I've made a career out of it. My first professional job, I was 16 years old working, um, performing in a Mary Kay industrial show, uh, in Dallas, Texas. Then I was, uh, attending a performing arts high school, Booker T. Washington in Dallas. And we did ballet and modern, but I was more of a musical theater kid. Jazz and tap was my thing. Mm-hmm. And so for college, I went ahead and tried out for the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders as an option because I ended up attending Southern Methodist University in Dallas, but they just do ballet and modern. And I didn't want to spend another four years. So I was like, Oh, let me try this angle. And I made the squad and I had to choose between becoming a, a dance major or cheering. And I was like, I'm going to cheer It's something different. And also for all you dancers out there that want to pursue dance, if you want to educate as a dancer, having a degree as a dancer is beneficial. If you just want to go and dance, go and dance. You do not need a degree. I have never been asked, let me see your degree at an audition. And I'm sure you can relate, Anne. It just doesn't matter. You either have the type and the talent to dance or you don't. But if you want to educate, definitely get that degree. So anyway, I cheered. I cheered for two seasons. And it was so fun. My most favorite memories were, were the USO tours. And so I then later on got to join a group called the Perfect Angels and we did USO tours. So I've been on 13 USO tours and it is my absolute um, most favorite and um, most prideful entity I think that I've been a part of. And so that is very humbling and exciting. Yeah, you've always been very respectful and you take the military very seriously. I, and those tours really open you up. Yeah, those things like that on the NFL, it's just, it's probably the most rewarding. I mean, I also love doing the charity events like, you know, Habitat for Humanity and everything else too, but the military specifically because it's, it resonates through the NFL. So. Yeah, and you know, I had family that also served and... And, and like you said, doing other charity events, giving back to the community, it was just a really beautiful thing. And I think being a part of the NFL organization allows for that. It's a platform for that. And so I'm grateful, you know, and then after I cheered, I ended up pursuing my dance career. Um, you know, I've lived on Saipan and in Greece and Milan and Paris and, you know, all dancing has taken me all over the world. I think simply just saying yes to opportunity has opened up so many different doors and and also being grateful and saying yes allows more abundance to flow in you know you always do absolutely and besides the dance and we'll get back into the into what you know what you've become in vegas as well yeah you're also no stranger to fitness i mean you used to be a bodybuilder you show you've showcased on stage before have have you not i did When I was at Southern Methodist University, it was, I was still a freshman and it was my second semester and I was in a wellness course. And my instructor was like, you should enter this bodybuilding contest. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's, I, I'm a dancer. I can't put on big muscle. Like being lean is, is an asset, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I really only had two and a half to three months to train. I ended up hiring a, a trainer and building muscle because as a dancer, I was, I was very like fit and, and also my legs were really strong, but my, my upper body was very, uh, not as strong, you know, most of the times it's, sorry, those are my dogs. Most of the time it's, it's all legs dancing. And so I, I had to build and 
I grew confidence in the gym and fell in love with weight training and completely remolded my shape from a really skinny ballerina, long, lengthy body to more of a, of a feminine shape. Yeah, and, that's a lot of work. And you, that's a lot of fitness and nutrition and a lot of things that go into it. So, I mean, you're very, you're very lean, but you also have that kind of a mesomorph. Like, I feel like you can pack on muscle pretty quickly. It's extremely defined just because of diet. You know, you keep yourself very lean. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a hard thing to do. And I feel like you can go back and forth beautifully. But with that, you've gained so much fitness knowledge for your clients today. Yeah, you know... I think also as a woman, you know, so many women shy away from weight because they're like, oh, I don't want to be big. But if, as I've gotten older and gravity takes, takes over, I've realized that that muscle is going to hold that skin up. And so it's a beneficial, it's definitely beneficial to have muscles and that it's sexy to have muscles and um, that it's, you know, you, you don't get huge, you know, you can you can be in control of, of, you know, that muscle mass. And, uh, so it's been really, it's been great. Plus I teach at soul cycle. And so there's that kind of marriage with the weight training and the cardio. So I love it. Oh, that's perfect. Yep. I, I'm a true believer in weights as well for women. I actually lift weights every single day. And besides the physicality that you just described, it's also great for our, um, our bone density. I mean, I will lift the rest yeah. of my life, even into my our centurion years when we're over a hundred, which we will be <laughs> exactly. living in Palm Springs, a wonderful, fabulous life without a husband. <laughs> yeah. right? let's, yes. That sounds like a really nice <laughs> we'll plan on it. So Amber, I, I, of all the things that you've done, I mean, I've always been impressed, but when I saw you on stage, um, during as a showgirl, I was just like in shock. It was so amazing. You are an absolutely gorgeous dancer, and I don't think people realize the amount of genres that you hit. I mean, this is, you are, are a real and bona fide Vegas showgirl, so you had a show for a long time, and you currently have the show Purple Rain as, one, as the prince's like lead dancer, and I know that's on hiatus, obviously, for COVID right now, correct? Yes, we, the last time I took the stage in Purple Rain at the Tropicana was March 14th, which was a Saturday night. Hmm. Yeah, it's been very heavy. It's been very dark. Um, it's been really unfortunate. It's kind of like, you know, after two or three months, I was hopeful. And then it was like, okay, this is the new reality, especially learning about Broadway not opening shows until January. So it was like, okay, do I take on a new skill? You know, and, and with a new skill, in order to perfect that, it's 10,000 hours. And they say that that's an, a thousand hours a year. So that's 10 years, you know, to establish the kind of lifestyle and uh, that I currently live right now. I, I don't have that kind of time again. Like I need to be living where I'm currently at. And so it's, yeah, it's like, do I get, take a new skill? And then it's like, okay, now I have this new skill. And then is it like peace to that skill when shows open again, you know? So I kind of really just sat with myself and was like, what else do I really love? And that would be something that would be, that I could still do maybe after uh, quarantine and when shows open. And that was fitness. Like I love fitness because I realized too that for work, you have to do something, you might as well love it. And so I love being able to empower uh, other women and other people as well as uh, really encourage a healthy lifestyle. And so because I get to 
uh, SoulCycle is open. So I'm teaching part-time at SoulCycle. And then I pretty much just launched Red Hot Box. I was like, let me, let me pivot. So I transformed my three-car garage into a gym. That's and it's kicking amazing. ass. Absolutely. I mean, and you are kicking ass. And this is just diversification. And also, yes, we can be dancers forever also. But your, this fitness business will transcend. I mean, fitness is going nowhere but up. It's going to be needed, especially after COVID and also with the obesity crisis. It's, it's never ending. So I think it's a genius. And it's such a wonderful play on words as you are a showgirl. And this is, and you're a redhead, a true, she's a real redhead people, a real redhead. And I can attest. And it's like, it's like yes, carpet. you go to Vegas and watch a showgirl. You're living out your, out your fantasies and yeah. with a red hot box, the color of her hair. And it's just a play on words because she has the, the garage gym in the box. Again, that's also means safety from COVID. You're inside. I'm sure you're extremely precautious as you always are. And you yes. live out your fitness desires. So what a better plan words. And, and I will obviously put all the logos and everything. It was, did you kind of meet with somebody to, to come up with a concept or did you just kind of like brainstorm with yourself? I kind of, it kind of was an ongoing thing because redheads were either hot or not. I've realized there's no in between with a redhead. And so <laughs> and it's so funny too, because for so long, I hated being a redhead. I got teased that I had orange hair and uh, carrot top. And it's so funny because, so I danced in fantasy, which is a very well-respected uh, female review. Yes, it's a topless show, but Beautiful. very, very classy and tasteful. And we share the theater with carrot top. So we got to have, that <laughs> and uh so it's just really funny that you know he's he's made built an empire with with his red hair and and i think finally when you lean into that unique characteristic about yourself lord sorry my great thing uh, oh, come him. here baby come here when you lean into that and, and accept that it's kind of like i've i've used that to my advantage you know and so I wanted to, I live in Sin City, and so I'm not always, you know, I like to, I like to, Lord, honey, Lord, come here. I like to always straddle the line, if you will. I like to always color inside the lines. And so I thought Red Hot Box could be really playful, um, all puns included. Come here, baby. Well, it, it's playful and it's sexy, but you're like walking the walk. You're not like some person who was like, oh, I'm going to start a fitness business and, and knows nothing what she's doing. You have that really sexy forefront. I mean, sex sells. That's, let's just, let's, it's legitimate, but you also have the, a full spectrum of knowledge and it's, it's, gone, it's going so well so far and it's, it will continue to do well. Plus, look at the amount of tourists that will hit Vegas and they're usually like Midwestern, Southern, you know, people that are right. Them sedentary all winter. Maybe they had a big buffet dinner the night before and want to seek certainly like, a personal trainer, or they're there for their bachelor party. Who knows? There's the sky's the limit. So that's that's yeah. really exciting. Um, you 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 purchase a ton of equipment, and I'm very impressed with that because thank you. Just I mean, after breaking my leg and arm, I immediately got on the stick, and this is before COVID is when I and I started ordering things, and I still and then COVID was hitting. It took like, I was on like a six, six months waiting list for like yes. 20 pound dumbbells. You were able to order all of this stuff. I'm sure it wasn't easy. Um, did you have any kind of a partnership with somebody? Cause you have some really sophisticated equipment in there. Thank you. I, you know what? There was some waiting 
there was some order and waiting. And I also had to get creative with things. Like I'm still waiting at this beautiful black on black set of dumbbells that aren't gonna get to me until October. So for now I have some colorful neoprene dumbbells, but resistance bands are really great to work with. Um, so there's that and kind of just more calisthenics, like using your own body, like ballet class, you know what I mean? Just using your own body or, or like a yoga kind of feel in Pilates, you're just utilizing your own body. And, and it kind of sparked from once COVID hit and we got quarantined a way for me to stay connected to my writing community here in Las Vegas and beyond mm -hmm. was I launched, um, a circuit, a free circuit, Facebook circuit. And it was like a 30 minute. I, I've started to kind of lead on the bike and then soul cycle was like yeah you can't do that so i was like okay it's conflict of interest got it and so then i just stuck with the circuit and we upped it to 40 minutes and it was more just kind of uh using bands you could use a towel using light dumbbells and more just using your own body weight and so i i kind of just uh, capitalized on that. And then once soul cycle opened after 81 days of, of the circuit training, uh, I kind of dialed that back and then was like, okay, how can I pivot and get some more revenue coming in since my show's closed and all the extra gigs, uh, in Las Vegas are closed, all the trade shows events. So anything, everything I did attracted the masses. So I had to start getting creative and that is where red hot box kind of came into play. And I wanted to make it because it is at my house that it is a safe environment. Yes. I have all the co the COVID killing, uh, cleaners, but also I want to make sure that I inviting people into my, into my home that I trust and know those people. So it's kind of, I just opened it up to my writing community and some of the people I know word of mouth, but the goal is probably within a year to get a commercial space and launch a red hot box in a commercial space so that I could open it to everybody. Oh, that's amazing. And you yeah. will do that. Well, I've, I've been watching loving those circuit training videos and I, I I'm totally copying you because I also have a Peloton at home Great. and I love when you got on the floor and you put the resistance band around your own um, stationary bike and was doing the rowing because I want to get yep. a rowing machine, but I'm like, I, I can't even, I can't do that yet with my, with my, you know, brokenness. And I'm like, okay, just one step at a time. Cause I've already re-injured myself because you know, yeah. you know how we are. Yeah. So what, 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 what size did you use and what strength? Because I, I did it, but it's, it's still too weak. Which, which size do you use for that? The one around your bike? You know, I think I had a 50, a 50 or a 70. And you know what? It, also, the tension can increase or decrease based on how far you sit back from your bike. And wrapping it around your wrist and things like that. Mm -hmm. sure. Exactly. Because that adds more tension to the band. Well, I thought uh, it was genius. I'm totally yeah, copying I'm it. playing around with that. <clears throat> Perfect. Now, I also love just looking at your circuit training and looking at your pictures. <clears throat> Excuse me you have a, like a little gratitude box. So before people come in yeah. and you train them, I love that they write a manifestation or something on their mind. And let's just face it, this, is, this pandemic is causing so much anxiety yeah. and depression. And I imagine just them being able to write it down and talking to you because you're so easy to talk to as a friend and a trainer. And I've been so lucky to be your friend for so long. Um, they must really, really appreciate that. And then you get the pheromones out. You live out your fantasy desires in the fitness yes. space. And then, you know, they must just feel so much better. You really enlighten their day. You know, I think it's when you put the thought 
to paper and write it out, that is the connect, right? Because mm -hmm. it, it's one thing to just make, have the thought. It's another thing to take action with that thought and writing it. Uh, I've had some friends that do a lot of programming and manifestation programming, and it's the writing down is the key. And so I've been journaling, like I'll wake up and I have the five minute journal and I'll write down. It talks about like three things I'm grateful for. Um, I am, and you fill in the blanks, uh, what I would like for today to happen and kind of just putting out that positive energy and manifesting that because, uh, you know, a lot of times with our thoughts, uh, you know, our thoughts can, can, can kill us. They can fail us, you know? And so I think it's just changing that and, and, and that way also starting your session out on, on a good note. That's wonderful. Like, and also yeah. as entertainers and dancers, we are the utmost, hmm. we're so hard on ourselves. The mean girl in the head is yep. absolutely atrocious. And you almost, like you said, just gratitude journals, writing things down. There's so many things that you can do, but it really is up to us to make the decision because you can sit there and be miserable and feel sorry for yourself, or you can just like figure it out and you have. And when I was asking you what topics we'd like to cover, the two of us, you really talk about showing up for your clients. And what, Amber, can you define what that means and how that perhaps makes you different from other trainers? You know, I would say, Anne, like, especially as an actor, a dancer, and a model, you know, showing up at that audition is like 80% of it, you know? And so showing up and giving yourself a chance to be awesome, you know, instead of failing yourself automatically and cutting yourself um, from the possibility of being booked or the possibility of growing and greatness and positive change. So it's simply just showing up at the gym. If it's walking on the treadmill, if that's all you got, if you're like, you know what, it, it took me so much effort just to get here. I'm going to give myself 10 minutes. And, and that 10, in that 10 minutes, just showing up, you might have the best workout of the day of, of like the month that you could have thought you've had. And so I think there's, you know, there's showing up physically. It's mm -hmm. like your body might be there, but is your, is your mental there? Is your spiritual there? Is your emotional there? You know, I'm sure there's, I'm sure you've experienced just going through the motions day in and day out, but it's like really being present in that moment and, and showing up for yourself because, um, I think showing up is you believing in yourself and you being hopeful in yourself and you giving yourself a chance for positive growth. Absolutely. You know? Even if I'm yeah. really sick, sometimes if I have a cold, I'll make myself do something because no one's ever said, Oh, I so regret a workout. I so regret going to the gym. I mean, unless you, unless you become severely injured or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah but no, that, that's, that's very true. And that's just a good, and I think it's your own Jerry Jones from the Dallas Cowboys that says, <laughs> um, your cup runneth over. Like you show up and you, you fill that cup to the max and you overflow that cup, meaning do it with passion, do it with excitement, doing, do it with someone like with the intention to help others. But sometimes, like you said, it's just simply showing up. Even if you're not half there, at least you made the step forward. Yeah, it's kind of like having integrity with your word. You know, saying you're going to do something and following through, that helps build confidence. Absolutely. So if it's, I'm going to work out three days a week and committing to that, you know, and showing up at the gym or taking a class or showing up at Red Hot Box, you, you know, and then you just feel good about yourself. You're like, I did it. I said I wanted to do it and I did it. And, and that feels great. 
It feels you know? good with fitness and, and in life because if you have that mindset with that, that means you're not a quitter. And you and anything that in life that you can take on, unless it's super difficult and you can't, you just you you really think you may not quit. So that that helps, I think, transcend with life and health in general. Now, sometimes it's hard to become, you know, or or easy to become complacent. You know, sometimes the same thing every day. You're in the same red hot box. How do you keep yourself rested, hydrated? When do you work out? I mean, do you work out with your clients? Because sometimes you're working with clients all day that you're standing there adjusting them that you don't feel like you're doing your own workout. How do you handle all of that? <laughs> right. I think that, that there comes a time where you, you have to invest in yourself and you have to carve out that time for yourself. And when you do that, it's showing yourself that you find value in yourself and that you find worth in yourself. And it's like setting your own boundaries and limitations for yourself. And, and I think that that shows a sense of accountability and respect and responsibility for yourself. Mm -hmm. So like I just, before I, I spoke with you, uh, I worked out on my own, you know, and then I'm teaching tonight at soul cycle at 6 PM. So I teach four, four classes a week. And, uh, and so then I try to get, I also try to like do my weight training four times a week. And I think it's just, just showing up and doing it, just like waking up and going to work, you know? And I think it's also, um, when you, it's like chasing that feeling when you operate from a place of feeling, when something feels good, you want to do that again, because that feels good. Or like, um, you know, waking up and, and I, every morning I'll, I'll heat up some water and I'll squeeze a lemon in it. And I do, you know, warm lemon water every morning and write in my journal. And it just feels good to start that way. As opposed to if I say I went out drinking the night before and then I'm just sluggish and I sleep through all that. And I just feel like shit the rest of the day, you know, you really and do. So yeah. I, I think I've, I've even like, I don't really party much anymore. I don't go out as much because I know that I am going to be shit the next day. And I like myself and feel better about myself when I wake up and I get to work out and I get to show up for myself and invest in me. Absolutely. And is, that's wonderful. And I just want to put a little in parentheses and don't anybody out there think that she's not fun because I know, I know she's fun. She may drink lemon water, and she doesn't party anymore, which is great. I don't either. I really have no desire, but this girl is damn fun. Okay. I will leave it at that. <laughs> so, you know, and I think there is a good balance and you is. know what? I work hard. And when I do play, I play hard and then I have to reap those repercussions. And then I'm like, okay, it just, it just becomes not worth it over time sometimes. Absolutely. And some people perpetuate that the rest of their lives, that same party mode. It's like, oh, wouldn't that get old after a while? I just like, there's the same people. There's nothing to talk about. And then you kind of outgrow some of these people as well. You kind of become a little more cerebral. Maybe you want to constantly improve yourself, whereas others don't. So that's very impressive. And now with all that, all the classes, all the training, how do you avoid overtraining? Because I am, I am a victim of that all the time. Like even my doctors and surgeons are like, you're not allowing your bones to rest. Like you're not allowing, all I'm doing is hitting, 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 hitting. And they're like, you need, it's not going to repair. You're, you're just tearing it up and then going to bed and tearing it up, but I'm not actually recovering. How do you deal with overtraining and, and not doing that? You know, I think self-care, having that balance is really important. 
Very important. And I think other times your body eventually will just tell you, slow the F down. And mm -hmm. I think, and your body is telling you, slow the F down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I think that that when you get sick, that your body's like, yo, hold up, you need to slow it down. And so I think times like that for sure is, is being aware or if you know you experience a bad pain or you just feel really sluggish and you're like, you know what, I've been crushing it for 13 days straight. Maybe I'll just take a, maybe I'll just walk the dogs and I'll just take a nice CBD ball bath and get a massage or some acupuncture, just take it really easy. Maybe, maybe I'll go to a yoga class. So, so maybe just changing up the intensity of, uh, of your workout. But honestly. still knowing that you did something and, and back to you with it, you can walk your dogs, but Amber has, how do you, five? I, I had six. My Great Dane was a bully, so I have three. My mom adopted the two that my Great Dane bullied, and then my dog nanny adopted one. And so, yeah, I became this, like, dog lady. I just wanted to, like, save them all. You always have, and it's beautiful. But I'm talking, so when Amber takes her dogs for a walk, it is an ab workout, a chest workout, traps, back, quads, <laughs> close. And it's yes. every muscle and bone in that body. They're beautiful dogs, and you have... You have such a kind heart with, with animal rescue, particularly with dogs, and they're beautiful. And the Great Dane is gorgeous. Yeah. And I kind of like that he's a bully. He's got that edge. And you can hear it in the bark. And anybody who's, who may be afraid of intruders while you're at the Red Hot Box Fitness, yeah. you got Amber. I mean, she's very aggressive, and she's very, very good. And, and I think she has martial arts skills. And then you've got Lord the Great Dane. So shall <laughs> not worry. <laughs> right. And I have uh, Lucy the English Mastiff. So yeah. Oh, they're forgot about little Lucy, the English Mastiff. Yes, okay, Lucy, that's a sweet name. It's an English Mastiff, just gorgeous. Right. Yeah, very cute. So also, um, when, you, when you go on stage and when you prepare for the stage shows, when you go back to Purple Rain and other things that you're going to do, how do you adjust your proper nutrition? Um, do you really cut the water that day to look more strident on stage or do you absolutely need that water to keep you hydrated while, while up there? You know, it's so interesting because in fantasy, it was like eight of us showgirls were the star of the show, right? Yeah. It was about us. It was about the fantasies. Whereas with Purple Rain, Jason Tenor, who impersonates Prince, he's phenomenal, by the way, as you know, he, uh, he's the star of the show. So it's like, not that I... Uh, and am less than or or slack that that's not it at all but it's like i'm also a little more covered you know than being in a top it's much different absolutely so i'm a little bit more covered but you know as as a dancer my body is my tool you know i don't i don't really take it to that extreme mm -hmm. like say a, a fitness competitor would be or or a bikini competitor or cheerleaders that we had to be right or yeah I'm not being, I'm not weighed. Jason doesn't weigh me. And uh, I think I just have my own worth and value as myself, right? Because you're only as strong as your weakest link. And I have a lot of respect for being a performer in a show that I'm, I maintain and really always try to be at my best. So I, I try not to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, he respects you as a professional and he knows that you're not going yeah. to. I mean, that's just who you are. But, you know, for the NFL, we definitely had to, and a lot of, a lot of other shows we've been in, I mean, I've had to sign, you know, we both had to sign contracts. Like once we get hired, you shall not 
go, you know, above or, be, or, or below a certain amount of weight. Usually it's obviously above just for aesthetic purposes. Yeah. And that can turn a lot of people off. And, you know, there's problems in the future with a lot of girls that I, that we both know that once they're done dancing or once they can't handle that, not that someone can't handle it, but it's just, it's, it's a certain, it's another discipline and it's very difficult when you're out and, and about, and then people are drinking and having like tortillas and nachos and things like that. <laughs> it, it, you, you feel boring, like, oh no, I can't. But as professionals, you just do. I mean, or you indulge and then figure out, okay, that, that took, I, I better be on that treadmill, you know, tonight, if that's going to happen. Yeah. Aren't we messed up? Very up, right? I don't really know what normalcy is, but it, I I am fascinated that by people that can just enjoy and just like go to the state fair and go nuts. Sometimes I wish I were like that, but then again, eh, you know, and yeah, I do. Yeah, because then there's a trade-off. It it feels good to look good, right? Yeah. You know, not saying that indulging makes you look bad, but you. But I think that when you do indulge, I think it's just a personal self-respect, like. It's also a health thing, like for your joints, for your organs, you know, and so maintaining a healthy lifestyle is really important for longevity as a human being, because there are two thirds of our, um, of Americans who are overweight, obese. That's horrible. And growing. And we can steadily. control this. We're in charge of our own bodies, you know? And so, yeah, it's like you've let yourself go. Why that, where's that disconnect? Do you feel you're not worthy? Do you feel you're not good enough? Do you, you know, what, what is it psychologically, you know? And I know, I mean, of course we could get into the politics of it, but there's a lot of food deserts and there's a lot of things, but yeah. even people that, that don't have to deal with that still do it. And I just think it's like, yes. it's a choice. You can't not know. You can't not know. And it is literally a surplus and deficit of calories. I mean, you, you got it. But some people are just unaware of caloric content. Like, Oh, I thought that was only like, you know, you go in the store, you look at crackers, for example, 20 calories. People think, Oh, the one slave is 20 calories. No, per right. serving. That means three crackers, three times what 27 in a sleeve, whatever. So it's just, it's just interesting in the knowledge. And I would like to go back to school for nutrition with that. But, <laughs> but on that, what has been your favorite cheat food, Miss Amber Strauser, during COVID? Ooh. If you allow yourself, and may, I hope you do. Of course. Oh, yeah. You know, and I definitely do indulge uh, more, I think, now that I'm, I'm not uh, half naked. <laughs> um, you know, okay, so I became a vegan probably in 2014, I think. And it was more... It was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, if I have less possibility of food to eat, then I could probably drop some weight. Not that I was ever like overweight or had an issue. It was my own mental. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You're yeah, talking but, to me. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, but then it became more about the moral, the moral standard of being a vegan and, and how, you know, eating animals, I'm causing abuse and torture, even though there are humane ways to kill animals there. It's bad for the planet, you know, for our fellow humans. And anyway, there was just other moral reasons of why I stuck with it. Um, but I do actually eat egg whites. So I'm, I'm slightly vegetarian. There's uh, a lot of vegan ovos. I mean, and that's, that's just pure protein and, and there's nothing. And, and if, and if it's a safe, the chickens are safe and you probably read the packaging cage free all of these yep, things. Exactly. Organic. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I try to support like local and all that. Sure. But, uh, I love vegan, um, 
there's some vegan ice cream that's amazing. I think it's the brand is Ooh La La. Oh, I've seen that. Really good and creamy. So I'll, I'll I think it's the vegan ice cream or even uh, Ben and Jerry's has excellent flavors. Excellent. And it's still high. It's high in fat because of the coconut, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting you say um, less, less variety as a vegan, but as we know now in like 2020 and going forward, there is such a vast variety. I mean, look at Chipotle. Chipotle has numerous items that are vegan and so many. I love, I love the Netflix documentary Game Changers. Yes. Where so many athletes are. I mean, Mike Tyson is a vegan. Is he now? Yes. I had, I was like in shock. I mean, that guy, to me, he eats like raw meat in the cage. I just, I love Mike Tyson. Um, Yep. He became a vegan and he's uh, extremely healthy. That's great. I know for some people, it doesn't work for them. Like my dogs are pescatarians. Actually, they were vegan for a little bit and then I switched them to pescatarian. Mm -hmm. And I know like cats have to eat an animal protein. Yeah. But dogs can actually be vegan. But with, with the size of mine, I was like, you know what, I'm going to make them pescatarian. So I really try to be really conscious of that, like, so that I am not just subjecting myself to veganism, but also my animals. I'm being really conscious of, you know, why, why is a dog above a, a cow or a goat or, um, you know, another farm animal, a chicken, sure. or, you know, because different cultures value different animals differently, you know? So, yeah. Anyway. And I'm sure you watch those protein levels because I, I did have one friend who had a, a pit bull and he, he was vegan with a pit bull, but it was not nearly enough protein. It was ridiculous. So interesting. Yeah. You know, malnutrition. It was awful. I was, I, I started when you write down in your, in a journal or I was using my fitness pal and I would keep track of my macros. Mm-hmm. I, cause I, cause even as a trainer a year ago, I had a trainer, you know, you, you just because you're a coach doesn't mean you have all the answers. You can always learn, always learn. Yes, Absolutely. exactly. There's room for growth. And so sometimes you just need someone else to kick your own ass because you're not kicking it yourself enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I realized I wasn't eating enough protein at all. And I was eating way too many plant fats, way too many. So it's, it's kind of a good wake up call. And just, you know, to be consciously aware of, like you had mentioned with the crackers of like, oh, whoa, I didn't realize that this is, this is what's all in there. Right. But it's all super scientific and it can get very intimidating. And that's where, you know, nutritionists and dietitians can certainly come in, but counting macros, but there's a lot of like trackers where you can count macros and things like that. But like, you know, people like you and I, we, we actually have just so much knowledge not to toot our own horns, but at this point we're yeah. so defined as what, and we know our bodies so, so well that yeah. we almost know how a certain ingredient is going to affect us or, or what have you. And, you know, as you, as you grow and mature and get older, things do change and you have to alter. I mean, we can't really eat like we did in high school, middle school on the NFL and college, you know, it, totally. so anyway, well, Miss Amber Strauser, red hot box, you, my, my fantasy, my, my, personal fantasy girl. I just adore her. How can we find you on all social media platforms, websites, and everything and support you? Cool. You know what? I just launched a website, uh, amberstrauser.com. So A-M-B-E-R-S-T-R-A-U-S-E-R.com. And on that website, I have Red Hot Box. I also have my two other uh, passions, which are Heel Rocks, H-E-A-L-R-O-X. And I've created uh, bracelets that have charms, specifically more like bicycles are on them and dumbbells and kettlebells and and breeds of dogs. And uh, oh, cool. with gemstones. Yeah, so there's different energies so that, you know, if, like I, I wear my one bicycle and dumbbell one all the time just to kind of 
remind me of, you know, the loves of my life. And, and when I go out, I'll, I'll put my dog charms on. So they're with me all the time. And, and so it's just like nice just to look down. It's just a, a nice little reminder of, of the loves of my life and then the different energies from the colors of the gemstones. And then I also have heel time, H E E L T I M E that are, uh, recycled i basically recycle worn and unworn heels and sneakers into clock art functional clock art and so i've still been doing amazing pieces of art highly recommended and all of these will go in the links i love that thank you yeah so i have that and then i and then i have as the red hot spinstress i have Mm -hmm. um my my like acting and modeling and dancing resumes and on camera hosting reels. And I have all that. I have a page for all that. So basically it's like, basically it's like everything Amber is right there. And so Instagram, Amber Strausser, heel time, heel rocks. They all have Instagram, uh, which can all be found. Everything can be found on amberstrausser.com. Okay. That's perfect. Yeah. So it's a one, one stop go-to shop. Well, we will, I will put all the links. Yeah. Amber, it has been such a pleasure. Again, you are my personal fantasy girl and so many others. And I highly encourage anybody who is in the Vegas area. And I'm sure you, when you travel again, you, you know, you'll open yourself up to things too. She is inspiring and she walks the walk, talks the talk. You're walking into a Vegas show girl and don't be intimidated by her. In the beginning it is, but she's phenomenal. I promise. Just sometimes that with that much knowledge and power and, and how beautiful you are, it can, it can, you know, cause intimidation, but it's there it, behind that is a wonderful person inside, beautiful inside and out. So that's Thank why she's you. my personal fantasy girl. And you know, you know, something that is also I'm really passionate about. I feel like as a, as a performer, as a dancer that I've had a great successful career 10 years ago, um, it was actually, it was, I created a list of 30 things to do before I was 30 and I had six months and it was anything from something that bettered myself that benefited somebody else and benefited the planet as simple as like planting, having a tree planted, or I stopped tanning and tanning beds. And something that I'm really passionate about is I created dance scholarships to give back to young aspiring dancers. And I now have two of them and it's through the dance council, which is a nonprofit. When I grew up as a dancer, I, my mother was a single parent and I would win these dance scholarships to go to LA and New York to train. And so it was just another vehicle of a financial aid to help my mother pay so that I could go and enjoy these great uh, dance training scholarships I would get. So I've, it's going into year 10. Um, I have, it's Amber Strasser Scholarship and Company B. And I've had people, a lot of military people that have donated. Some of my family will donate money. I donate money. And it's simply, um, I take submissions. This is in February through the Dance Council. That's and awesome. I take uh, submissions. Uh, it's open to everyone, uh, but I'm, I mostly am for the jazz and the tap category, sure. and I'm able to give back. And uh, and uh, so I have that also is listed on amberstrasser.com. I love so, that. Isn't it just so yeah. wonderful to pay it forward and help others? Because I, I we both need to see your mothers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just think it's, it's like your wonderful. responsibility. So that's that's the dance council, and they have a website, and that would be on there as well. That is on there, yes, under amberstrausser.com, yes. Wow, very inspiring. You set the motion for a, a long and wonderful Labor Day weekend. Are you doing anything fun? No, <laughs> not at all. Nor am I. I'm going to swim. I'm going to swim, swim, swim. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> I know. I probably will get out my fall stuff. 
Uh, I probably will get my pumpkins out, maybe start setting up some Halloween things. That is the excitement of my weekend. I love Halloween. That, that is super exciting in itself. It's wonderful. Yeah. We do have a lot to look forward to, even though it's been a hard time. You just got to keep up the attitude and work out at Red Hot Box Fitness and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been it's been dark and heavy. And, and even though I've felt like I've been buried and I'm sure a lot of people have been have been feeling like they've been buried I've realized that in actuality I've been planted so for all of you who are feeling like dark and heavy just remember that you have been planted and you need to water your yourself so that you grow flowers and not leaves so and like absolutely you can diversify if you're if you lose your business and all these other things. Look mm -hmm. at your list of talents and skills. Amber sat down with herself and it's like, what else do I love? What else am I good at? And she diversified and segmented. And probably, you know, in hindsight, when you do that, you could triple your income for the future. So yeah. it's a time to really reflect and Amber, great advice on that. I appreciate that. Thanks, babe. So have a wonderful weekend and I will put all the links and it'll go up um, next, next Friday. So thank okay. you so, so much. Thank you, Anne. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. And that was Amber Strauser of Red Hot Box Fitness. We appreciate you for listening and please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, Tuned In, or at Believe.com. You can reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Ann McDaniels. Please stay tuned in next week for another episode of SoCal Sweat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.